right. Thank you so much for stopping by, Brian, for Liberty. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come by and see me. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about some of what's going on in the country. Uh, the news images I know are very disturbing, and I know that a lot of us are asking how we failed so bad. How did we get to this point in America? And for me, there are three root causes uh, that I'm going to be talking about today that have led us to this point. And those three root causes are a poor educational system that perpetuates and continues to increase our income inequality, a political system that requires a maximum amount of divisiveness in order to succeed, and a media that thrives in anger and discontent in order to drive ratings. Those are the three things over the last couple of decades that have divided us, that have created this, this undercurrent of anger and hostility in this country that have got us that a, an incident, a terrible, terrible tragedy like what happened to George Floyd has actually pushed the country to the boiling point. And hopefully it's not a spark that starts the flames of revolution, but it is definitely a wake up call. And it's definitely telling America how close we are to an, an absolute collapse of our system. So, uh, but we need to start out with our educational system. It is the educating the young is the foundation of society. And we are failing miserably. And it feels like the system of income inequality, um, or I should say it feeds the system of income inequality. The political left in this country considers the public education system a sacred cow. And how a program that is so expensive and so clearly failing survives and is a testament to government incompetence and the inability of central planning to evolve and solve problems. Okay, the, you think that the massive income inequality in this country is random, that it's somehow luck. Uh, income inequality is the result of a system designed to prevent you from creating wealth. Our system is designed to prevent you from creating wealth. That's how our, our whole economy is based on the fact that our public education system is going to crank out workers not entrepreneurs, not business owners. So that's we are living in an era with boundless, incredible opportunity. New markets are opening up. People have opportunities for entrepreneurs. There are opportunities for entrepreneurs that would have been impossible to even fathom just a couple of decades ago. And yet there is no part of public education that teaches how to take advantage of the opportunity that currently exists. You have to go out and you have to self-educate completely in order to take advantage of what we have. Because we are educating kids the same way that we have educated them for centuries. We are teaching them to memorize information in an age where this ability to remember things is completely useless. We're giving kids an, a, an education that essentially has no value upon graduation. Every single thing we're teaching kids, they can learn at the push of a button. They don't even have to push a button anymore. You could literally just ask the device you're carrying to answer any question, to solve any problem that you have. But we're primarily focused on teaching kids how to remember things, math formulas, capitals. What we should be teaching them is how to get the most out of the incredible tools that they have. They're carrying around this device and we're not teaching them how to use it. We're not teaching them to master all of its abilities, all of its capabilities, and harness that power to create something for themselves. We should be teaching young people how money and debt works. We should be teaching young people how credit works. We should be teaching not just teaching principles of entrepreneurship and how to establish a business and create wealth for yourself should be the goal of education from the time that they get off the bus the first time at kindergarten all the way through graduation. We should be teaching kids about all the different opportunities out there in the marketplace, out there in the world for them to create wealth for themselves, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's doing this, whether it's, um, 
you know, I want to open up a, a farm, a business. I want to open up a restaurant. We should be teaching kids how to do these things. All of it from the regulatory environment to the tax environment, all of these things. When an 18 year old walks out of the door with his degree, he should be fully, fully capable of opening up his own business. He should have all the knowledge and all the tools to do it and simply have only need the desire and the knowledge is already there. That's what we should be teaching these kids. What we're teaching our instead is go to school, get good grades, go get a bunch of debt, get a, get more education, train yourself to go make money for someone else. That is what our education, our K through 12 program, that's how we are pushing, that's how we are moving our kids. That's the goal of education is for them to go out and get a job, acquire debt. Hopefully they'll have a job that's good enough that they can live in a safe community and maybe take a couple of vacations a year, maybe drive a decent car, maybe live in a nice house. That's it. That's what we're teaching our kids. And we live in such a consumer-based society. We live in such a keeping up with the Joneses society that most people who go through this process end up, even if they have a good income, they're still living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have financial security. And when something happens, coronavirus, uh, these terrible riots that are taking place right now, when something happens, these people are helpless and they, and they can't care for themselves. So when we look at how does this relate to George Floyd, what's going on, income inequality is where it starts. You have a group of people in this country who don't feel like they are able to participate in the economy and they wonder how those people have so much and we have so little and how can that be fair? And then we're taught to hate wealth and we're taught to hate success. We don't teach people how to get it and then we wonder why there's this animosity between the classes. That's how. It's all founded in our educational system. So how do we fix it? We have to completely dismantle our antiquated public education system. We have to build an educational system that's primary goal is to make sure that everyone who leaves is prepared to go create something for themselves, to fully participate in our economy, that understands how our economy works, that understands how capitalism works, that understands how entrepreneurship works, that understands that if you are going to trade labor for money for the rest of your life, what that looks like compared to what it's going to look like if you build wealth for yourself. That's the educational track we need to be on. And I know that one of the things that we're going to hear is that if everybody is trained to run a business and everybody's trained to be an entrepreneur, where are the employees going to come from? That's a beautiful question. I want corporations asking that question. I want businesses going, how much are we going to have to pay people in order to get them to come and work for us, to sacrifice that dream and that goal to come and, and enrich us? Why the illogical scenario of going into debt to get an education so that you could take that education to go make somebody else wealthy. Think about how crazy that is. IBM needs computer programmers. Microsoft needs computer programmers. All these, you know, we need, insurance companies need actuaries. There's all these high skill jobs out there that businesses need. And yes, you certainly make a good living doing it, but why should you even pay for the education? You need me to go out and do this. I want kids to have the kind of opportunities, the kind of flexibility when they graduate that they're going, yeah, you know, I could go and spend four more years in school or I could just grind for the next four years and go build something for myself. And I want employers to have to lure people into the job market by paying for their education, by paying them way beyond what is a living wage. 
you can't fix these problems but until you fix the educational system. So that's, I don't want an educational system that creates employees. I want a system that creates business owners. That's what I want. And I want corporations desperate to try and find somebody to hire, desperate to find somebody who's willing to come and work for them. Um, and when we do that, and when we create hope, all right, and we create the idea that you can participate in the economy no matter where you started out in life, once we get that, then, then this animosity starts to dry up. This hatred starts to dry up. This anger that we feel towards each other starts to dry up. The, the wealth gap, the inequality gap, isn't, it's not necessarily that I want everybody to be a billionaire, but everybody should be able to see the opportunity in front of them and build what they want. And then if you choose to go and enter the workforce, you can know full well what you are, your decision-making process. This is why I chose to go into the workforce instead of doing this. But if we continue to just crank out employees in our antiquated public school system, then we're never going to be able to move society forward. And, and in a broken system, the most vulnerable, the poorest amongst us are affected first. And that is the black community right now. That is the Hispanic, that is minorities and poor people. That is who is hurt most by a broken system like this. So the second issue that we talked about that I mentioned earlier is a political system that requires a maximum amount of divisiveness. This plays right back into the public education thing. And the reason for that is neither, neither political party has taken and rolled up their sleeves and really said, we're going to dive in and we're going to fix education because politicians don't work for you. They work for their donors. They work for the wealthy. They work for corporations. That's who they work for. Fixing our education system. Look at our educational system. And I know I'm supposed to be talking about political, the political system right now, and I'm going to. But look at our, our public education system essentially as this. It is a taxpayer-funded tool to train future employees. That's what our public school system is right now. So when you look at politicians, they don't want to solve these problems. Corporations, wealthy people, people in positions of incredible power behind the scenes love the status quo. Status quo is working just fine for them. They're wealthy. They're powerful. They have everything they want. And we work for them and the politicians work for them. And so there's no desire to make that change. So how does that get us into a position like we are today with all these protests and all of this violence and all this hate and animosity? Well, if, I, if I'm not going to come to you and present solutions, then I have to come and attack you. And I have to convince the voters that you are terrible. I have to convince them that you are evil. I have to, I'm bad, I'm not here to help you, so I have to convince you that that guy's even worse. And I have to make you terrified of that person so that you'll vote for me, even though I, uh, you don't like me either. The, look, we did it during Hillary and Trump, right? We, we watched that happen and we're getting ready to watch it again. As bad as Hillary Trump, as bad as the Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump campaign season was, we got Joe Biden. How many Democrats are happy that Joe Biden's the nominee? Really? None. The political parties aren't putting anybody out that makes you happy. They're not putting anybody out that's going to systemically change the way that the country functions. That's going to try and create real equality. It's going to solve public education. Uh, that's going to you know, shrink our military to the right size that's going to get us, that's going to balance budgets and do all the things that are necessary to actually create real opportunity in this country. No, we're just going to attack each other. We're going to tell you how bad the other guy is. That way, 
you'll be motivated. Fear and anger are super strong motivators, and that way you'll come and vote for me. So our politicians over the last several decades have been fanning this fl the flames of anger, fanning the flames of hate, of discontent in order to win elections without actually having to solve problems. So all that anger has built up over, over time, and that's how when, again, you have a tragic event like this, like the death of George Floyd, that's how you, now it's, you, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. That's what we're seeing. George Floyd's death, as tragic as it is, shouldn't be leading to what's happening out there. But there's such a sense of anger and hopelessness that's been pounded into us over the last few decades that, yeah, that, that's it. That's the only re reaction is rage. And, and that's what you're seeing out there. So how do we solve that problem? Well, we solve that problem simply by breaking down the two-party duopoly. It is absolutely time to start working towards getting third-party candidates. And, and I'm a libertarian, and I would love to see libertarians win. Honest to God, I would vote for a Green Party candidate that I felt was genuine. I just believe that the most important thing we need to do in this country is to break the two-party system. We need to destroy it. It needs to crumble to the ground. We need to have so many political parties that wealth and capital doesn't know where to go in the political arena in order to buy these politicians. That's the only way to do it. We have to break that system down. We need to make government smaller. We need to trust each other that we'll be able to do the right things in the absence of government. We have to stop asking government to do everything for us. And we have to start recognizing that we have to solve our problems locally. That's the only way we have to start pushing back against the size and scope of government. It is too involved in our lives. There is fear that is generated by the amount of power that government has, that if the wrong person's elected, they're gonna have all this power over society. So we have to push that back and take control of our government. And the last thing here, and this is the third pillar of what's going on right now is the media. And the, the interesting thing to me is I don't know anybody who likes the mainstream media. I've never had a conversation where they say, oh, well, no, the media is great. Even Democrats don't like MSNBC, right? Even Republicans don't like Fox News. You know, maybe the, the 15 or 20% to the most extreme right and left. But for the most part, everybody looks at the media. They know it's biased. They know it's, it does nothing but feed us negativity. How do we solve that problem? It's, that's, it's the easiest part. Turn off your TV and read history books. Read books on economics. Educate yourself. Be informed. So when information is given to you, when they are pushing a certain narrative, you have the knowledge to say, that's not, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't jive with what I, the knowledge, the base of knowledge I've already built in myself. Read this stuff. Read with your kids. Uh, educate them. Education is the key to defeating essentially all of this. Uh, and that's, that's, that's where we're at. That's uh, the fear and anger create predictable responses. Media sells fear and anger because that makes you tune in when you're afraid and you're angry. You watch when you're watching, they're selling revenue and all they really care about is selling ad rep, uh, selling ads. They're generating revenue by making you angry and afraid. And once again, this is something that's been going on for decades and it's been building and building and building. And this tragedy has absolutely lit a fire in this country. I hope we can get things under control. I hope that we can start working towards a more peaceful future. I hope that we can start solving some of these problems in our society. But this is how we got here, um, and we need to get out of it. And we need to start talking to people who disagree with us, smart people who disagree with us, and challenge our own preconceptions. And we need to be open to what people are saying. 
um, and we need to start looking at the system that's put us in this position. So I, as a, I personally believe as a society that we're better than this. We're better than what we're seeing. I believe we're capable of much more. We have to do better. We have to do better for our children. Uh, we have to expect more from our elected servants, and we have to educate ourselves. I will continue to put up videos. To, so I am getting through my first 35. Um, if you guys are watch, are familiar with Think Media or Steve Cannell, he says get your first 35 videos done. Uh, by the end of this week, I'll have my first 35 done, and I'm really going to start dialing in the direction of this channel. On Thursday, we're going to talk about Social Security and how to address that issue, particularly when you're talking to people who are very much in favor of Social Security and want to strengthen that program. Um, if you're like me, I think the program should be dismantled, and I'm going to go over that on Thursday. So uh, I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and uh, we will, as always, see you next time.